Welcome to The Word Count, a podcast tracking the publishing journey of three Australian writers. On this episode, Jo Dixon is officially launched. Her deadline for book three is looming, and so is her tour for book two. Fiona Taylor is getting the words down and has been snapped up to host literary events in a move that has shocked, well, no one. We all know that this is just one of her superpowers. And Jack... Jack, what are you doing? I'm sanding my breadboards. Look, aren't they lovely? They smell divine. Oh, Jack, that's a lot of bread. Shouldn't you be writing your novel? Oh, no, they're not all for me. And, um, well... Don't tell me this is all part of your cunning plan. No, 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 let me guess. It's research. You're writing in your head. It's meditation to uncurl a plot hole. Uh, it, it's just a break, Phil. I'll get back to it. I promise. Jack, they're really going to crack the whip this time. Welcome, listeners, to a new season of The Word Counts. Welcome back, dear listeners, for episode nine of The Word Count. As always, I'm here with my fellow writers, Joe Dixon. Hello. Jack Ellum. Hello. And me, Fiona Taylor. A lot has happened to us in the past two weeks since our last episode, but first, we hit a milestone recently. We'd like to celebrate with you all. 500 followers. How amazing is that? So we want to say thank you to every single one of you who is following us, listening to us, and for all the love you give to our baby podcast. And it is still a baby. This is only our ninth episode or tenth if you count the New Year's Eve special. I couldn't work out how to do it. So (laughs) Now, last week was a busy time for all of us, and who better to start us off than the star of last week, Joe Dixon. We promised listeners that we'd share all the fun from your launch, Joe, so off you go. We're uh, sharing, oh, but Joe right. gets to tell it. <laughs> it was a fabulous night. The launch was fantastic. Um, had a, a really good large group of, of passionate readers, which just makes it such a nice vibe. So, you know, so buzzy and friendly and warm and welcoming. Um, I had Jack, my darling Jack. Thank you, Jack. Uh, do the Q and A with me, and it was it wasn't, it wasn't like, really a Q and A. It was a Q and A. It was more no. like a conversation where she would lead me down the garden path, and I would launch into a big spiel about something that was close to my heart. Which makes um, you the perfect person to interview. It was fun. <laughs> um, I had the most amazing cake. Oh, the cake! So it was, for those who didn't haven't seen the pictures, it was. Um, about the size of an A3 piece of paper, and it was a book. It was an open book, and it had the two front pages of, of Shadow at the Door, and it had a bookmark through it. It was just beautiful. And then it was great cake, which, mm. of course, makes it even better. It was delicious. Um, lots of glasses of bubbles handed around, um, lots of signing and chatting to people. Um, I got a beautiful bunch of flowers. Darling Fiona, yay Fiona, gave me beautiful little book earrings. Thank you so much. Um, and Jack brought little chocolates with uh, a cover of a shadow at the door on the wrapper. So they went down a treat as well. So that was fantastic. Really, really good night. Uh, yeah. And then on the Friday, sorry. Go. I was just going to say we really should point out the fact that I did not notice that that you did not have pierced ears. And so I probably should have got you like a key ring with your book on it. 
<laughs> that's gold it's okay. okay i have been meaning for years to re-pierce my ears burn me into action and as soon as i get through finishing the manuscript going on book tour and get back to tassie in march i'm going to look into that so there you go <laughs> i know the first earrings i wear will be your book earrings and then on the friday we had a literary lunch which was a we had the private dining room at a restaurant here in hobart to sorrow uh, and we just had the loveliest group of people it was more like a celebration um, i talked a little bit about myself um, which i never get tired of doing no that's not true actually i do get very tired of it. <laughs> um, that's what's funny but- about it <laughs> You hate it, Joe. You get, you get this look on your face. It's like, oh my goodness, do I have to talk about myself? Uh-huh. Talking about the book, I, I don't mind talking about myself, but I think everyone's heard this before. You know, yeah, enough about me. Talk about the book. Talk about the readers. Talk about the process. So that was lovely. And now I'm book is out there in the world. I just did some book signings this morning at um, a couple of bookstores in Hobart. But a few more to do. And the book is out there in the world, launched and flying. Yay. Lovely. <laughs> Thank you. It was a very hectic oh. week. Can I just say, before I, sorry, before we go on, and I keep forgetting to say this, thank you to Dimmix Hobart, who have supported me since before I was even had a contract. Um, <laughs> they supported me once again. Um, and every time I get up to say thank yous, I keep forgetting to mention them. They are the most wonderful bookstore um, in the centre of Hobart. Um, and they just look after their readers so well. And they look after me, which is just fabulous. That is gorgeous. It was a big week. My goodness. And we, I think that we pretty much spent the entire week either bouncing off each other, seeing each other. Um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful being in the same place again together. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't happen to us very often, um, dear listeners, because of course I'm in Melbourne. So when we see each other, it's a bit exciting. Yeah, it's fun. It's one of the best parts of being in a writing crew. Oh, yes. Now, accountability. There were some big goals made at the end of our last episode. Joe is just gulping, dear listeners. Did you hear that? <laughs> but she knows what's coming. Joe's goal was, I'm going to do some writing. This was a very vague goal and it shouldn't have been allowed to slip past the keeper, but we did not pick her up on it. No, we were being generous because, you know, it was a big it was a big couple of weeks. That is true. It was a big couple of weeks. Jack was going to do another episode of Three Corners and record it, and I was going to write 5,000 words. No pressure. I'm looking forward to hearing this one. <laughs> let's, have, let's see how we did. Let's check in. Accountability check-in. Okay, Joe, you first. I did some writing. Oh, Goal <laughs> net box. Um, I've done pretty much nothing but writing. My house is a bin fire. I have very vague idea of what day it is of the week. Um, I'm, I'm just in that zone, the deadline zone of just head down, glued to the laptop. It probably hasn't helped having those extra an extra subplot, change of location, an extra character brought into the book um, at the last minute. Uh, that probably hasn't helped my prose. Well, you know, it's, it's going to be better for the book. It's just really squeezing the deadline, though. But yes, I feel very good. I can see the finish line and I've worked out how the story ends. Yay! So, oh. Yay! Well done! <laughs> That's the best bit. <laughs> oh, and it's very cool. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my goodness. That must be the best feeling ever, Joe. It's um it's oh it it's it really is. Like I really thought I thought I was losing 
I thought I was losing the plot. <laughs> no, literally, quite literally, I, I, the plot was lost to me. <laughs> and I, I was moving rapidly towards the end. I thought, I, I don't know how this wraps up, um, which is unusual for me because I usually I do. And it came to me like a vision through the mist and I'm ready to write it. Stay tuned. You'll get to see it this time next year. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so the, the, the deadline for that one is what, two weeks? Uh, 12th of February. No problem. And are you going to give us a word count, Joe? Oh, I, ha- I actually have no idea. Um, oh, I know where I'm sitting, but I'm not going to give you my grand total. I don't know oh, how much words I did. There have words gone in, there have words come out. At this point, I tend to lose track of actually how much many words I'm writing, but I'm around about um, 1,800 to 2,000 plus a day, I guess. A day? A day, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we must. We will make Jo tell us her secret. What is your secret, Jo? Post-its. Of writing 1,800 to 2,000 words a day. Um, For me, it's knowing what I'm going to write. I know that sounds really daft, but I can't sit down and let it flow as it as I'm, as the words are coming, I have to before I have to when I sit down in the day, in the morning, um, I read back over the chapter I read the night before or wrote the day before to get me back to where I am. Don't really necessarily edit it t- terribly much, but it puts me back where I was, back in the story, and I know what the next chapter or next scene is going to be. I have it in my head, I can see it, and I just write it as it is. So I, I try to limit um, staring into space, guessing time while I'm writing. Uh, staring into space and guessing and trying to work it all out happens when I'm, you know, feeding the dogs or pushing a vacuum clean around or, you know, having a bath or something. So when I'm writing, I like to launch in knowing what's going to come out of my fingertips, if that makes sense. Right. That makes perfect sense, Joe, because now I've found that that's what I'm doing as well, is that if I don't know exactly what I'm going to be working on. Um, I find it really hard to get started. And so now I'm writing down prompts as they come to me when I'm doing other things. And I just have my phone and I just record myself talking. Yeah. Yeah. I do that in the middle of the night. Anytime just voice memo, record it and come back and look at it days later when I remember that I recorded it. Oh my goodness. And so I've only just started doing this. So if, if it works for Joe, maybe it'll work for me. Who knows, Jack? I don't know. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm uh, probably the reason why you guys are so far ahead in your journey than I am because I'm just like, oh, I've never even thought of that. Oh, that's interesting. Because, I mean, I, you know, occasionally I scribble something down, but, you know, I have rooms full of notebooks with scribbles oh. in them. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and and sometimes that makes sense. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I've got no idea what I was thinking. And then you read it, you're just like, yeah, not not too sure what that was about. So oh, when what, you plan when you plan your episodes for three corners, do you not have an idea? I think you... I think the big misnomer there is plan. Oh, right. Because I don't. I've got no idea. I just sit and tappity tap. If it's if the story's there, it's there. If the story's not, I'd go work and come back. Um there's no plan. Do you have a uh, do you have in your notebooks, do you have a list of characters that have appeared in your head that you have yet to write? No. Oh, they all live okay, in so my head. They all live well, in my head. The big question is, yeah. Big question is, did you get that next episode of Three Corners done? I did. I did. Memory Attic is up and it's live. And um, oh. so very, very happy days. Uh, Posty is the tattoo artist that uh, appears right at the very end. We weren't too sure if we were going to have him in there, but, uh, you know, it worked out that way. So it's. I haven't listened so. to that one yet. So, yep. It's just like, <laughs> no, take a no, breath. No, going to... Neither have I. I'm going to have to listen to it now. When we finish this, <laughs> um, 
It's just okay. it's just what happens when you know you've got a plan for when your memory fades. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> okay, I, I could actually use that right now. Yes. <laughs> I'm not too sure you'd use my solution. However, <laughs> okay, I'm off to I'm off to read that or listen to it. Um, and how, how's your um, planning for Storyfest going? Storyfest, uh, Somerset Storyfest on the Gold Coast. Oh you've my goodness, your- I'm I'm so excited because I, as I sent to you guys, I sent you the program because oh my god, my name was in print and I was just <laughs> just so excited. That was so. I was excited for you. I was like, "There's Jack." And um, yeah, so I've got I've got five, um, two workshops, uh, a dinner, and a session, which can be anything. Oh. Oh, I know. Isn't that exciting? But I've got to say the two workshops you're doing, if I was there, I would go to. They sound awesome. So what's the first one? The first one is um, a writing workshop. So just letting people know that short scribbles can make great stories. And the, and the, other, one, one? the other one is podcasting. It's like anyone can podcast. Anyone can do it. Um, but what is it that you want to say? Oh, you're going to have such a... An, um, Tent of audience. I think you're going to be very popular. Okay. And Fiona. Fiona. Yeah, I, I love that you both say Fiona together. <laughs> Not five thousand words. Five thousand words. That was a big call. How did yeah. it go? I did set my goal at five thousand words, despite the fact that I went to Hobart for six days for Joe's launch and her literary lunch and everything in between. And you smashed it, didn't you? Hung out with my daughter and. And her partner and their my fur baby grandbaby Saxby. Oh, I'm pretty sure she smashed it. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to read her expression. I'm waiting in, for this. In those six days that I was there, I wrote a total of 287 words. That's for six and days, but for the and rest, the other week I went home. I worked out how many days I had left, how many words I needed to write, and I divided that by five days because I try not to work, write on the weekends. And then I. Started writing again, not on Monday, but on Tuesday, because on Monday I interviewed Kylie Orr for Reading by Candlelight Ooh. about her fabulous new thriller, The Eleventh Floor, and also it was the Academy Award nominations, and both of those things pretty much took up my whole day. This is turning into a very long story, so I'm going to wrap it up quickly. <laughs> um, in total, over the two weeks, I've written 4,278 words, which means I'm short by about 700, but I'm really stoked with writing over 4,000 words in essentially four days. I I reckon that still counts as smashing it out of the park. That is awesome. Thank you. I feel pretty, pretty happy about it all. (laughs) She looks really stoked, doesn't she? You knew it. You were sitting there gleefully trying to play it down. (laughs) Wow. So where are you up to? Um, You thought you might get to the end of Act 1 in your story. Where are you at? I'm That first part of the story is is pretty much done. Mm -hmm. I'm into the start of Act 2. So... That's about where I am. Look at that smile on her. She's so pleased. I'm, I'm so happy for you. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's beaming. You know, you've got momentum. You've got momentum now. It helps. And, yes. And a thousand words a day over four days is fantastic. That's pretty incredible. Thank you. I thought what we could talk about this episode is what helps us to find time to write when life gets super busy. And I think that Joe's already <laughs> talked about that so at the start of the episode. Um, I mean, whether it's work or family or going to events or social media or just trying to look after our own physical and mental health, there's a lot of competing priorities in everyone's lives. And, you know, 
And how we deal with that is important because we need to find time to write. So I think you kind of said what you do, Joe. For me, um, the main thing is I, I totally understand that the, the, the idea of writing first and leaving the rest of the stuff that needs to be done in your day for afterwards. Um, I'm actually not very good at sitting down and getting knuckling down when I know there's something that I have to do. Like if I have to go somewhere, if I have to go and pick up the groceries, I have to um, you know, go and do something outside of the house. I have to do those things straight up in the morning. So I get I knock over the thing that's that's otherwise going to sit on top of me and be blaring its horn at me all day saying this has got to be done. So I get at least one thing out of the way and then I get into the writing. Um, what that does mean is I have to get up earlier <laughs> so, um, to you know make sure there's plenty of room in the day. So at, at a time like this when I'm really, really knuckling down, I get up uh, probably 6.30, 6 o'clock um, and get stuck into the day and knock over some chores and housework and then I, I can go, I can have a good run at it without being feeling guilty or distracted by what else has to be done. So that's me. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Me? Um, well, when I had when I had a really serious deadline, I would I would get up at five. I would walk the dog. I would come back. I would sit and write for an hour before starting work. Um, but at the moment, because I write for work, I kind of fit in any other writing in and around it. Yes. Okay. So you yep. just a time that yeah. But it, but like like Joe is like I can't I can't sit and right for pleasure when I can see outside that the lawn needs doing, that the the curb needs whipper snippering, that, you know, I've really got to paint those palings or I've got to fix the fence or I've got to get the wood in for winter or any of that sort of stuff. It's, you know, it's it's just one of those things because my creative writing is not earning me money. It doesn't get priority. Yep, yep. It makes sense. It, it makes does. Sense. It makes perfect sense. I and think- it's not about getting all those things done. It's just about Taking taking a bite out of it, at least feeling like you know you've you've knocked over something that has to be done around the house. Yes, because <laughs> I think it takes longer to get the vacuum cleaner out than it does to vacuum the entire house. So it's always a battle. Always a battle. What about think, you, Fiona? I think that what helped me this fortnight was this: the word count. Um, having to share my word count with our listeners mm-hmm. and to both of you. Um, just encourages me to put more words on paper. And when I'm in a procrastinating mood, I can allow everything to distract me. Um, so, but this week I chose to concentrate on the words I could do something about. And so I worked out what I wanted to achieve. I divided it by the number of days and then I added that number to my project in Scrivener. And for those of you who don't know, um, Scrivener has an option where you can add your book target. So say 80,000 words as well as your daily target. And as you type, you can see the line moving across the box. (laughs) It's quite satisfying. (laughs) And another thing that helped me was using time I don't usually use. That kind of sounds weird. But um, we went out the other night and it was a 45-minute drive to get there and Brendan was driving and I wrote 450 words in the car on the way there. Oh, wow. wow. And I know that's not something everyone can do, but, you know, like you've both said about ways that you've found time, there's other ways of finding time and, you know, like getting up early in the morning or writing in your lunch hour or after dinner. I think it's not so much about finding time as making time to write. So yeah. it's it's about thinking about your day and your schedule 
and then scheduling in time to write, like making a date with yourself. Because mm-hmm. what why is it that we don't we don't prioritize the things that make us happy or the things that we need in our lives? And it's so important, I think, that and I and I learned I have learned this the hard way. The only person who can keep you on track is yourself. Mm. Yes. No. However, I would like to say I've always prioritized chocolate in my life, always made time for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about self-care. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's right. And dear listeners, if we're helping you keep on track, please let us know. And if you think we're talking rubbish, tell us that too. And we will address your issues. In fact, I think that we should have an open invitation to everyone listening to tell us what you need to know. And we'll talk about a different point every episode. What mm. do you guys think? Wow. We're open to suggestions. Yes, we are. Questions, themes. Secrets. Secrets. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell, dear listeners, that we have no idea what we're doing. It is perfectly (laughs) obvious that we make this up as we go along. Also, I think Fiona just makes it up as we go along and we go along with Fiona. (laughs) Look, every team needs, needs a team leader. Absolutely. Yep. And we, Gosh, we're we, lucky. We're so yeah, lucky. <laughs> I'm glad you said lucky and not something else. <laughs> so wouldn't, wouldn't have it any other way, my sweet. It is that time of the episode where we set goals for the next two weeks. And I think we all know what Joe's is going to be, but this time she's going to define it, and not give us another vague answer. <laughs> I'm going to do some writing. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's the same thing. Two. Well, I've actually got two weeks just over. By the time I've got two weeks till we record the next podcast, basically, and I've got just over two weeks until the manuscript's handed in. So my goal is to have it finished. Oh, <gasps> she said the hey. F word. The F word. And it wasn't Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't something else either. Wow. Wow. Good on you. See how we go. Well, it has to be. It just has to be. I've had one short extension and I want to be, and I leave for book tour the day after the manuscript submitted. So yeah, if it's not handed in, it would be like months later. It has to be done. Just has, has to be done. Wow. Yep. So Joe's goal is to finish the novel. So this yes. means we we crack the whip at Joe. <laughs> Jack, what are you going to do for the next two weeks? Oh, I've got to hustle. I've got to hustle because I um, I lost a couple of clients last year for my writing and uh, it's it's come to my attention post-Christmas that I need some more clients. I have a, a dog and a cat who expect to be kept in the same way that and manner that they've been kept previously. And uh, I also, you know, have house repairs and doing so i've got to find myself a few more a few more clients so i've really got to hustle and get some more jobs okay anybody out there would you like to advertise your wares now jack it's really, like i'm really good at what i do so just send a line i mean i mean if publishers want to do something that would be awesome too but you know <laughs> anyone who needs anyone who needs excellent excellent copywriting um yeah. podcast writing podcast intros, writing intros we do know that jack writes a pretty damn great intro yes she does but nobody can have phil <laughs> can't we share them <laughs> another podcast no oh no not with another podcast no, no, that's, true. that's true phil is exclusively <laughs> The word cat. 
Let's go. Fiona, Fiona. She always has to say Fiona twice. I just don't understand. Well, because I, I didn't say my Fiona, so she was just jumping in for my Fiona. It's like I ceded my Fiona to her so she could say Fiona twice. I'm excited to hear what you're going to aim for, Fiona, now that you know that you can you can do it. over a thousand words a day. Okay. I'm at that point in the story where I realise I need to do a bit more planning. And that's because I never got around to expanding on what I plotted at the end of last year. And even though I've written a lot in these last few days, I've got the feeling that I'm a bit lost um, in the story. So I'm not as sure as what is going to happen as I have been um, leading up to now. And and usually I try to write that out, but I have accepted that that didn't work in the past. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going, and I also have to edit this episode and my interview with Kylie Orr for Reading by Candlelight and finish Karen Main's Joy Moody is Out of Time. It's absolutely fabulous. I'm loving it before I interview her next week. So I'm going to say 2,000 words, but I will uh-huh. have a stronger plot to work from in the future. Excellent. You're going to be very busy. Very, very busy. Are you going to use Post-its? I have so many Post-its. <laughs> it still cracks me up, but it's so impressive when when I've seen your Post-it book. It's just, it's admirable. It is lovely, my Post-it book. <laughs> can, I, can I show you? I'm going to show you something funny. You'll you'll appreciate this. So we're yeah. talking about Post-notes. So you know how um, having two um, screens on your desk is, is really, really useful. So obviously I've got my main screen, which attaches to my laptop, and this is my second screen. Second screen is post-it covered in Post-its. <laughs> <laughs> now, with the, the Post-it theory is um is actually something that we've had a few listeners ask about. Um, so maybe if they want to whack something in the comments this time, we'll have to address the post-it note theory. The yeah, post-it, post-it note theory. theory. You should do a series of um, posts about the post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear listeners, as always, add your goals to the comments if you want to make yourself a cannibal. And remember what we always tell you, your goal can be as individual as you are and everything writing-related eventually adds to your word count. So it's goodbye from us. Say goodbye, Joe and Jack. Goodbye, everybody. See you in two weeks' time. Poodles! And goodbye from me. Wishing you all the best with your writing over the next two weeks and check in with us next episode at The Word Count to find out if we hit our goals. The Word Count, a real-life, real-time writing journey podcast with all the good and the bad, although that's usually Jack along the way. Subscribe and follow them on socials.